Hi, my name is Lily Sparks, and I am the founder and CEO of Afterglow. We make porn that's good for you. And to me, femtech is basically just anything that makes women's lives better. Welcome to Femtech Focus with Dr. Brittany Barreto, exploring the past, present, and future of women's health and wellness. Welcome to the Femtech Focus podcast, where we have meaningful and provocative conversations with femtech experts. These academics, doctors, and innovators tell us about the past, present, and future of women's health and wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Brittany Barreto, and today's episode is sponsored by EvoFem Biosciences, NASDAQ EVFM, a female-forward company revolutionizing women's healthcare with game-changing products that address unmet needs in women's sexual and reproductive health. Learn more at evofem.com. In today's episode, I interview Lily Sparks, the founder and CEO of Afterglow. Lily is a total badass, having grown four early stage startups to millions in revenue. During her last startup, she saw a huge untapped opportunity in women's sexual wellness and decided to create Afterglow. Afterglow is a porn site that's good for you. Afterglow is a porn site where women's pleasure comes first. They merge adult media with sexual wellness education. I personally have viewed some of their content and I can report that not only did I have a great time, I also felt really empowered and strong after. I didn't feel that pit in my stomach that I often get after watching videos on platforms like Pornhub where women's pleasure is not prioritized and the scenes are just so unrealistic and so just, you know, not real life. If you're interested in checking out uh, her content yourself, Lily was kind enough to give our listeners a promo code for two free months of membership. Go to xoafterglow.com and use promo code FEMTECH and start feeling good about your pleasure. If you'd like to meet Lily, then please join our podcast listening party on February 22nd, where Lily will be speaking and answering your questions live as we listen to her interview. In the meantime, enjoy the episode. Hey, Lily, welcome to the show. Hey, Brittany, thank you for having me. It is my pleasure to have you on the show. We actually just interviewed someone you were in an event with last night, Cindy Gallup, right? Yes, uh, I am all about the pleasure to be on this show and pleasure in the world in general. So I'm excited to talk to you. <laughs> Definitely. Um, well, you know, Lily, we got introduced because you're in Texas and I have a lot of, uh, you know, colleagues in Texas. I was living there for years doing VC and investing and um, you are working on something called Afterglow and, and we're going to get into that. But what I want to start with actually is your personal story. Where are you from? What did you study? Uh, when did you become an entrepreneur? And then how did you end up here? 
Okay, I will try to keep this short. So <laughs> we, got, we got 30 I, minutes. We got 30 minutes. <laughs> so I actually grew up in Los Angeles. Um, and I started my career out as an accountant. Oh. Um, as I'll, I'll just say right now. So Afterglow is a company that makes that merges porn and sexual wellness and that makes porn that's focused around women's pleasure. Mm-hmm. So I joke that you can't really get more far apart than going from being an accountant to making porn. Um, and I'll tell you a little bit about how I bridged that gap. Um, yeah, I was an accountant for about eight years. And then I left and I actually became, I co-founded a natural foods company, um, actually a company that makes a certain type of butter. And that's really, when I left accounting, I was thinking about like getting my MBA, should I do it, should I not? And then I kind of had this entrepreneur opportunity pop up and I just figured like, well, instead of paying 50 grand a year to get an MBA, I might as well start a business Uh and- you know, I might not make any money, but at least I won't be paying for the privilege. I um, love that mindset. Uh, that's how I got my MBA was by starting a company. I've never taken an MBA class yet. I get invited to speak at MBA classes. Right. So I love, I love the way you thought about that. The accounting in you really, you, you, you balance that my, cheat out. <laughs> yeah. It was my risk averse side uh, coming out, but yeah, it's, and um, you know, the company ended up being, way more successful than my wildest dreams. I remember being like, oh man, like if we made like a million dollars in revenue, like that would be so huge. That would be so crazy. I would like get a tattoo. I would do all of these things. <laughs> um, and then like we hit that mark and then we hit 2 million and then we hit 5 million and then we hit 10 million. And I was like, just blown away that like I that's really what opened my eyes to like the possibility that like we can create change in this world that like if you really have the belief that you can do something like you can just freaking go and do it and that it really like anything in this life really is possible and we really can create the lives that we want and like that entrepreneurial experience showed me that it's a butter it's a special kind of butter that I actually have in my own house. Can you tell us what it is? Yeah, it's called ghee butter. And I like to say that it's butter, but better. Um, (laughs) So it's just the fat from butter. It's lactose-free, it's dairy-free. It's healthy like an olive oil or a coconut oil, but it tastes like butter. Oh my gosh. And so um, was it like exited? Did it like, is it, or is it the business still private? It's still still going. Um, Me and, you know, the business just got to a certain size where it was kind of time for me to take a step back and move on to other opportunities. Um, But it's still kicking butt and doing amazing. Wow. Okay. So an accountant who starts a butter company (laughs) and is raking in millions in revenue at this like CPG consumer product goods company. Um, And then what happened? So then I went on. So after I left that company, I was doing kind of some consulting here and there for other um, natural foods brands. And I went on a meditation retreat, uh, a 14 day silent meditation retreat. 
Um, and I'd always had the idea for Afterglow. Afterglow was always like the thing that I really wanted to do, but was like too scared to do because telling all of your friends that you're starting a porn company and telling all of your family that you want to make porn is not easy. Yeah. Um, but when I was on that meditation retreat, I just kind of like had this aha moment. And the message that I got was like, now is the time to show the world what you can do. My gosh. And so when did you start Afterglow? So I started it in March, basically a week before COVID happened. Oh my gosh. There so are going to be been, so many amazing companies that are going to say that they came out of COVID. <laughs> yeah. Femtech yeah. Focus being one of them, honestly. That's awesome. Yeah. So you're on this retreat, you have an epiphany, I'm going to go forward and make a porn company. Right before COVID happens, you kind of form it and like, what is the, what is, what kind of a porn site is this? Like, what are we talking about here? How is this different? Yeah. So part of the reason that I always wanted to start it is because I always really wanted to like porn, but I could never find anything, any videos that like really spoke to me and, and really fulfilled the need that I had like in my mind I I knew like what hot sex was and what I wanted sex to look like but when I went to like one of the tube sites all I saw was just like I call it the wall of genitalia (laughs) yeah and then there's pop-up ads and then there's like triggering words in some of the titles and it would I would just click around for 30 minutes and I'd be at that point like horny and frustrated (laughs) yep Um, and I was like why is there nothing that feels like it was made for me or like everything just felt like it was made for men's fantasies based on like the kind of sex that men wanted to have and I was like where Where's like, I'm a huge romance novel fan too. So I'm like, where can I see like that kind of sex? Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. And so I decided to create it basically. That is incredible. So if I, if I may ask you uh, some questions, feel free to not answer, but like, are you like an above average porn watcher or like, what are the statistics of women watching porn? Like, are you just like a particularly horny woman? Am I a particularly horny woman? Cause I definitely relate to everything you're saying. <laughs> like, or what are the rates here? Yeah. So um, it's interesting. So 30% of porn watchers are women. Mm. So it's really common for women to watch porn. Um, women actually spend more on porn than men do, Uh, which to me says that women are really looking for high quality content, which is what Afterglow provides. Mm -hmm. Um, Me, myself, I would probably watch porn like once a month. So not very often, Mm -hmm. but, you know, I definitely do consider myself like my sexuality is like part of who I am. And honestly, building Afterglow has um, been really interesting for like my personal sexual exploration and journey um, and really like presents, like challenges me in really good and healthy ways. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was not that much of a porn watcher, but I was really, like I mentioned, you know, I did engage with other erotica quite often, whether it's like romance novels 
I don't know if you remember Tumblr and you could, <laughs> I, I would always type in like classy porn gifts into <laughs> Tumblr. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had like a couple go-to pages there that I would try to try to hit up. Um, you know, it's funny you mentioned gifts because we do these uh, body 101 series. So we have like mm-hmm. vagina 101, boobs 101. And sometimes when I post about it, I want to put a GIF. And so I very innocently look up in the GIFs like boobs. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot of porn GIFs, which I'm like fine with, but it's like 9 a.m. And I was not <laughs> intending on that. I was, wait, I was, you know, I was like ready for something funny. And I'm like, oh boy, this is, this is pornography, <laughs> you know, like in GIF format. Interesting. <laughs> it's funny because for me the opposite has been true too like when I was making I was trying to make like some storyboards Uh for Afterglow of like what what scenes and what camera angles we wanted for the films yeah and like the things that I would google were just like hilarious you know like I would google (laughs) one of them that I remember is like hot professor yeah I could not find any hot professors to oh be honest gosh. I was like where are the, I was looking at like hot professor top 10 lists I was like where are the hot <laughs> professors and so you are not just like a site for people to post stuff on right like make love not porn with Cindy Gallup that interview we just launched you know that's more of a user created content but you are talking about storyboarding and directing so yes it's, so you're making the videos yeah, so we're we are licensing things. We're we're kind of two things. Mm-hmm. Um, number one is we are merging porn and sexual wellness, and number two is that we are making porn, you know, from the feminine gaze by women um, for women as our target market. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll talk a little bit more about that. So, like, I kind of consider porn as like the wedge to sexual wellness Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, when I was growing up, when I think about like, where did I see, where did I learn what sex actually looked like? And if I go back and think about it, like I learned about it through porn and that's, then that's the kind of sex that I was having. And I wasn't Mm -hmm. in touch with my body. I didn't actually know what I enjoyed and what I didn't enjoy. Um, and so I wasn't having orgasms. I didn't, I became sexually active at 16 and I didn't have orgasms until my mid twenties. And I think that's like a really common story for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And so afterglow, like first off we make porn that is, I like to say it's realistic, but it's still hot enough to masturbate to. (laughs) Yes. So like we try to incorporate like in our first film lip service, there's it's cunnilingus and she's really communicating with her partner about what she wants from that experience. And it's shown in like this really empowering way. And that's what we want to show in our films. We want them to be like show that like consent conversations can be really sexy so that like, okay, maybe you do like stop and fumble with a condom for a minute, mm-hmm. like kind of incorporate mm-hmm. some, some like scenarios that, that are familiar that happen to us in real life. Yeah. Um, and show that that can still be part of a fantasy, beautiful, sexy scenario. Totally. And 
you know, I actually watched that video. So I'm one of your, you know, early quote unquote supporters of your Indiegogo Mm -hmm. campaign. So I got access to this video. Right. And Mm -hmm. I'm just going to tell you, I have occasionally the best Femtech Friday evenings because I watch the afterglow (laughs) video. I use my Laura DiCarlo, uh, like engineered sex toy. That's like made for a woman's anatomy. And I use, uh, this, lube called pulse which is like good for your you know vaginal microbiome and i'm just like feeling myself and your video i swear has been the first time i've ever watched a video of sex where i literally wanted to high five myself at the end i was like i felt great i felt good mm-hmm. i have a lot of like uh, tra- traumatic history i have my feminism. And so when I mix all of that together and I watch like this woman being like spanked so hard or, you know, like things that I'm just like, I really am not sure that's what she wants or, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, like, or she, yeah. like, I'm pretty sure she's been coming for 20 minutes. And so I'm not sure, like, I don't think this is real, you know, and yeah. I always feel bad at the end. I'm like, Oh God, like, I don't want my listeners to know what I watch, you know, based because of who I am <laughs> in, during the day, you know? Yeah. Well, it's really funny because I think that like, for us, we found that the key to what we do is also like really just showing women enjoying themselves yeah and the thing is that like men want to see the same thing like if you think about traditional porn it it is a lot of like about the woman enjoying herself yes it's just to us women sometimes it doesn't really read as actually being realistic or something like that we would enjoy and that Um, really messes it up in real life because if the men are learning oh women like that and then they do it to us we're like "Mm, please don't bite my labia like I'm not like why are you doing that (laughs) um I have a I do want to make sure that you know for our listeners sake we do kind of frame this in a health and wellness right like Mm -hmm. oh yeah I didn't even talk about all the other stuff we're doing I'm sorry Um, so it's you're not just a porn site right no Um, we're not tell me Um, more yeah so Yeah, I'll talk. We do all of this sexual wellness stuff as well, because, you know, our real goal is to like our mission at Afterglow is for women to have more great sex. Mm-hmm. Like that's what we believe in. That's what we're trying to do. That's what we believe is going to make the world a better place. So each of our videos are part of what we call a pleasure universe of content. And so that pleasure universe includes things like exercises that you can do either like solo or with a partner. So for the video we've been talking about lip service, there's actually a guided um, cunnilingus exercise to do with your partner where it kind of takes you through different types of cunnilingus and you can really encourages you to like listen to your body and explore and see what you like and encourage that communication with your partner. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we have like an article that's like, how to not be in your head when you're receiving oral sex because what I, where is that article i need that it's article. on our website excellentafterglow.com <laughs> yeah no because that like a lot of us have that i mean i know well, i've like I experienced do. I that for do. sure mm-hmm. um, or i'm, I'm taking like, too long does he even want to do this i've already mm-hmm. corrected him five times should i yeah. say more <laughs> like, should i just pretend like what do i do now also yeah. 
what do I have to do? I have a podcast I have to do tonight. You know, like work mm-hmm. stuff comes up. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, like, is the laundry done yet? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, where are my dogs? Are they chewing on something? Yeah. <laughs> so you have these articles, these videos. Yeah. And then we have like erotic stories. Um, it just, we want to, whatever you're in the mood for, like Afterglow has it. Mm-hmm. And whether it's like, you know, you just want like a quick hit or you want, you know, to like have one of those really nice Friday nights to yourself where you're chilling and you're like really getting in the groove, putting on the D'Angelo, all of that. Yeah. And I, I love the video because it seemed really, um, high quality first of all it was mm-hmm. like this is really this isn't on somebody's like samsung like this yeah. is like directed like there's like really good music and um and uh it it was seemed really realistic in terms of the scene was like these people facetiming you know mm-hmm. it seemed like a couple that was facetiming long distance and i know i can really appreciate that during covid because yes. There's been a lot of long distance, everything. <laughs> I will just say that, that, yeah, so we talked about lip service, which is our cunnilingus video. And then we have you up, which is our FaceTime sex video. And uh, oh, yeah, uh, I will, yeah. I will admit that uh, you up was inspired by true events in my life during COVID for sure. Definitely. Oh my gosh. Yes. And so what is the feedback you've been getting so far from women? Do Are they, you know, I just told you my story and my Femtech Friday yeah. nights feeling good. Right. And I, and I want to, again, like make sure it's bolded here that I felt good after, right. Like mm-hmm. I felt like sexually well, but I also felt like my heart was good. I felt like my soul was good. I felt like my morals were aligned, felt like I could sleep like very well <laughs> after, you know? <laughs> and so that's where I really see the wellness coming into this, like getting rid of that shame. Um, exactly. so what is the, what's other feedback you've been getting? Um, been getting just amazing feedback about like, people finally like saying like, oh, like this is how I communicate with my partner. Mm-hmm. Like having it, having women say that it has helped them feel more comfortable with their sexuality, um, have them feel more comfortable being sexual beings. Um, we had uh, one of our people, uh, her name is Jet Setting Jasmine, and she is the owner of Royal Fetish Films, which is another amazing porn site and her content like I'm a huge 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 fan of her and everything that she does she's also actually a licensed therapist she's a therapist and porn star Um, and she said that this is like my favorite feedback she's like you know if if there had been this kind of porn out there in the world then I wouldn't have felt the need to have gotten into porn yes oh my gosh and does does she feel like you guys are doing something different than what she has created I mean, I think she's also creating really amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. Her niche, and that's the thing, like at Afterglow, we're really trying to um, not only make our own stuff, but also really highlight other people oh, in the space yeah. that are like yeah. aligned with our values and are doing really cool stuff. Kind of like a marketplace. Mm-hmm. So she has like, stuff. yeah, she has super amazing like kink fetish stuff. She's like a badass dom. I like wish I knew her secrets <laughs> oh how she does it. Um, so yeah, like I think that that's the thing. It's like porn films make more money than Hollywood films. Mm-hmm. So I say like, imagine wow. if like, you know, all of Hollywood had like 
five companies run by women. Like there's, mm. there's just so much white space out there. There's so many more people that like wow. need to be doing this. And it's like, we can all have our own kind of unique perspectives and unique lenses. Like even Cindy Gallup, like she has her perspective on, yep. you know, the kind of content that she wants to see. Mm-hmm. And I think there just needs to be more of us in this space showing women like what all, all these showing people all these different types of sex that they're allowed to have. Yeah. Um, yeah. One, how to ask for it and, and you know, how and, to say yes or no to it too. I wonder if, exactly. if I hope you show some videos of like someone not giving the consent. Cause I yeah. feel like I've never seen that actually now yes. that I think about it, you know? Someone saying no, thank you. Nope, I don't want that. You know? Yeah, we're 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 doing one that is exactly that. It's like they they use the safe word and they're like, no, stop. Actually, like I need a minute. I need a break. Um. Oh man, I've never thought about that till right now. That yeah, I don't know if I've ever actually witnessed something sexual happening and the person saying no and then being totally respected and loved for it. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Um, one one stat that I wanted to bring up that I find super interesting is that um, so for me that like afterglow are one of the things we say is we make porn that's good for you that's our goal is we want to make like you said and apparently we're doing it which is great um, <laughs> but the the worst thing about porn is really just the stigma and the shame that we feel around watching it so there was a study done that said that it took people and like people who watched porn, but thought that watching porn was bad for them had negative, like psychological impacts of it. Uh. Whereas people who watched porn, but didn't think that porn was bad for them actually had positive impacts on their life. I mean, and, I'm in that, I'm the data point. Cause that's yeah. exactly, literally like one week prior I was on Pornhub and like went to bed sad again. And next Friday <laughs> watched Afterglow. And I was like, I am amazing. I am beautiful. I am awesome. Like, <laughs> the best. <laughs> and it's actually, it's the same thing with casual sex too. It's like, if you, mm. if you feel, if you feel like guilty and judged about having casual sex, then you'll feel like it was mm-hmm. a negative experience. But if you feel feel that there's nothing wrong with it then you'll actually like you know feel more connected feel better in your relationships so it's like so much of it is just about like I also joke that it's like the three most important things that we do as humans is like food sleep and sex Mm -hmm. and we spend so much time talking about food and so much time talking about sleep but when it comes to sex we're not allowed to talk about it maybe just with our closest friends yeah yeah and it's so weird though, because there's also this paradox where I also feel like sex underlies everything. Yeah. Right. So it's also like, yeah. And like that Burger King commercial as the lady with their boobs out selling her hamburger. So it's like, we're not allowed to talk about it, but yet it's in our face all the time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and that's the thing. It's like, that, that's what I wanted to do. I didn't feel like there's, there's so little people like intentionally creating, like, Porn is like this thing that has so much of an impact on our culture, but nobody's talking about it. And I was like, nobody's really like doing this in a way to intentionally shape the culture. And so like Afterglow, the whole purpose is to make porn and sexual wellness content that that helps people, that improves the culture, that, that creates the world that we want us and our kids and everybody to live in. 
Mm-hmm. I am just literally like in my mind thinking of all the scenarios of sex scenes that I've never seen that I'm like, that would be empowering. Like a woman with a mastectomy or, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, I don't know, maybe, you know, I struggle with the PTSD. And so maybe a scene of like showing a girl, like, you know, getting upset and like needing to like center herself. Cause that's something like I'd struggle with. And honestly, the worst part for me, quote unquote, worst part is like, I have this trauma response sometimes, but the worst part is the partner not knowing how to handle it and them not knowing what's happening. Them thinking that like, I should just tell her to stop crying or I should tell her to do it because they're just trying to help, you know, but I'm like naked and upset. I'm like, I need you to just leave me alone. Like I'm, I can actually help myself right now, but I'm gonna need you to go away, (laughs) you know, but I've never seen that. I've never seen that. And I know the statistics of women with trauma is like so freaking high. So I'm bound to not be the only woman who's ever experienced that, you know? Yeah, no, I think that's a great idea. And like, this is where we get a lot of our ideas for our scripts, honestly. I'm like, here's all my weird issues. Yeah, like it's so common. And that's the thing we all are like, we're all having these sexual experiences behind closed doors and we yeah. feel like we're the only ones. Yeah, yeah. And, and the guys yeah. have never seen it. Right. And that's what I'm really excited about is that yours is not just for women, but it's Mm -hmm. like inviting men into reality too, because if I can, um, you know, it's one thing to lean in and accept yourself for you, but when you're in such an intimate situation, Mm -hmm. like in bed or sex, you know, like I would love it if they had a little bit of an idea of what, (laughs) we're we're not perfect, right? We're just human. We're not perfect. And like, and I think that like, I mean, I believe that like men, like most men, like they really want to please the woman that they're with. Like they want to do a good job. They just don't know how they've never like been given those tools either in a way. So it's like, I'm I'm hoping that we get some guys that are like, oh yeah, what is like, what kind of point do women want like what can I watch with my girlfriend like that kind of thing do you find yourself being asked a lot by your friends now about like sex and information about sex yes definitely. yeah and I get <laughs> yeah. to hear about like everybody's porn habits which I kind of secretly love like I'm not mad about it yet yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not people don't tell me about their their porn habits but I definitely learn about what people's vaginas smell like how often they get their period or don't how many mm-hmm. abortions they've had I know a lot about people's vaginas and the men ask me a lot of vagina questions like what is about this I heard that is that true like oh you know so I was wondering about the porn thing with you well I loved I loved what you posted too about how um your Instagram thinks that you're like <laughs> postmenopausal premenopausal like have PCOS like yeah. have like got like, my first period I'm pregnant yeah. I'm trying to get yeah. pregnant yeah <laughs> Yeah, my my ad algorithm, they're like, this girl is very confused. She needs a doctor immediately. Um, and then I looked up breast cancer and then I was, oh God, like the ads were just all over the place. Um, I wanted to ask you about um, kind of a founder experience. So, you know, we have a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs that listen to this and we did uh, interview the founder of Tickle.life and she's actually in India and she started like a sexual wellness website. And one of the big things for her was that it, there were so many cultural things that she was, she was like standing up to her parents, her family, her friends who were like, this is weird. Like you shouldn't be doing this as an Indian woman. And she was like, no, this is exactly what I should be doing this. 
my question for you is like, um, what's your experience been like uh, being a founder of a butter company, <laughs> very successful yeah. butter company food, and then coming to here, what has that experience been like? And do you have any feedback for our listeners who may be thinking about something in sexual wellness, but are like, oh God, what will the perception be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my experience has actually been very positive. I was terrified to tell my mom what I was doing. I told my aunt first, um, and I, and she was really supportive. I get a lot of people who are like, they want to be supportive, but they don't quite get it and are not quite there yet, but they yeah. like, I, they still like love me and will support what I do. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I, I totally take that as like a win because that's so much, yeah. my situation so much better than, than so many other people's situations. Um, when I finally told my mom, she actually took it like so much better than I thought she would. And her reaction was basically like, oh yeah, like women don't really care about the cum shot, do they? <laughs> Uh, and it's always on their face. And I'm like, I personally don't like it on my face. So it's always not that great. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so that was, that was a really great moment. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been interesting, like telling, you know, my professional network about it. And I feel like, um, I, I really, I honestly have not had any negative experiences yet. And I'm really thankful for that. Yeah. Um, I feel like people, who are like 40 and under tend to to be like more like yeah this is awesome you like mm -hmm. let's do it you go like yep. they're they're a lot more like rah rah about it yeah. whereas some other people are like oh okay um good for you you know like kind of that yep. like I think it's more like they just don't know what to say sometimes I actually have the same experience when I tell people what you know what is femtech and I say well it's menstruation it's breast cancer it's menopause it's sexual wellness if they're under 40 they're like this is all really important if they're mm -hmm. over 40 when I say sexual they're like oh well what's uh I mean how does that even like fit into like this whole med device and other things, you know, and it's like, just ignore that part. Uh, let's, yeah. you know, please invest yeah. in my organization. Um, <laughs> and it's like, no, and I'm like, honestly, like I'm super, super passionate about women's health as well. And just like the lack of research that's like yeah. medical research that's done, including women. Like, I think this is such like a huge issue of our time and our day. And it's so messed up. And I'm so glad that you're like doing the work. And it's like, that's, that, that is part of the reason I wanted to start Afterglow is like, you know, we, we've just like ignored and repressed our sexuality for so long. And that, like, I was talking with um, my head of production yesterday and she was, this is going to get a little graphic, but um, that men who have anal sex are a lot less likely to get prostate cancer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got to massage that shit out. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah. it's all like the lack of sex and the lack of knowledge around sex is just hurting us all like in our health and well-being in like so many ways. Yeah, totally. You know, it's so interesting you say that because there's, there's also like this radical sexual wellness thing happening. And I like to go about it a little bit more techie and a little bit more like less like in like right in your face intense. I can remember a few years ago, some at some kind of like um, 
wellness conference and some woman got up there going to talk about sexual wellness. And I was so excited. I was like, this is part of wellness. And I'm so excited she's here. And she got up there and she talked about how her friend had prostate cancer. And so she gave him a butt plug and like, then he was cured. And I was like, what the F is happening right now? And like everyone in the audience was like, what did this woman just say? Like stick things up your butt to like, not, and like, I mean, yes, but like, that's the kind of the moral, but at the same time, I was just like, this has, this is, this has turned people away. Woman, you've made it harder for me to find a man to peg. Honestly, you've just made it harder. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Honestly. And so I like, I like the way you're going about it. Right. Like I hope you have scenes like that because you would not believe. And I, and I'm not even kidding about the man pegging thing. Like that is a deep, deep fantasy of mine. I'm a very open woman. I'm a successful woman. I'm very open about this fantasy. I have yet to find a straight man who's like, let's try it out, you know, because most of them are like, no one would ever do that unless you're gay. And I'm like, no, no, you have a whole other erogenous zone there. It's like (laughs) us. It's basically the equivalent of women being like, don't touch my boobs because. Yeah. Yep. That's right. That's right. I yeah. posted uh, the other it's, week. It's my fantasy too, by the way. Just yes, <laughs> men, if you're out there, hit us up, please. We're beautiful and amazing oh. and self-empowered. Um, but there, was, I posted a. Well, I'll say one more thing about Pegan. But I posted a meme the other day, a few weeks ago, actually, early in the morning. It was just on my feed, and I was like, "Oh yeah," and I shared it, and it was like, "Stop, uh, stop pressuring your girl to put it in her butt if you're not willing to try it yourself." And I posted it. You know how many likes that got? You know how many, like hundreds of likes, like everyone was like abs hundred percent, you know? And it was like, this is, yeah, this is great. Cause like I, I recently got on Twitter and like my, my kind of like bio thing is like lover of business and pleasure because like I've, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. Like I love, I love business. I love, I'm a super nerd. I love talking about business with my friends. Like a lot of my friends are entrepreneurs. And then I also love like porn and sex and talking about sex. And I've really been like trying to figure out like, so my, my Twitter is just like all of this, like customer acquisition costs, blah, 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 blah. Like here's my defensive stripe, blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, vaginas like <laughs> dicks like porn it's like all smushed in between each other and it so much and I've been like trying to figure out like where is my line and where yeah. am I comfortable and like what am I comfortable posting with and it's like you know we all we all have our own like journeys with that and our own path with that and and even I running a porn site and trying to figure out like what am I comfortable with one hundred percent I relate to you so much I bet there's a lot of listeners that relate to that because I'm trying to raise a venture fund right and so I don't want them to listen to one of my episodes and hear about my history of abortion my history of unprotected sex my history of porn like I don't want them to come and bite bite me in the butt but in the meantime I I think it's for the better good and people tell me they like my authenticity so here I am just being on air um Lily yeah. and what, another thing we're sorry I'm just oh, one oh, more thing oh, is oh. like that I try to think about is like you know we we everybody in sex tech everybody who's listening I'm sure has had like struggles and like what I think of is like even if I fail at least I'm hopefully making it easier for the next person to come uh, along and do it that's right 
I mean, the fact that people under 40 accept you for the most part is because of Cindy Gallup and, you know, uh, Francis Tang with the dripstick and, you know, like Mm -hmm. all these other sex tech pioneers that are having the hard conversations ahead of us. Yeah. Uh, Dipsy raising money, O school raising money, like all of them. Yeah. Yeah. What's the future plans for Afterglow? I know you just did Indiegogo, totally oversubscribed. You raised way more than you were looking for. You launched some videos, you have some content. So like, what's the future for it? What can we expect next? Yeah, so I'm working super hard on launching this friggin' site. Like it's coming, it's coming in about a month. I think mid-January is when we're gonna launch it. Um, We're doing some free trials. So anybody can go to exoafterglow.com and sign up for a free trial to check out our content. And, um, yeah, we're, I'm just really excited to like show this to the world, what I've been working on for the past, you know, nine months in quarantine. I love it. Lily, we have, uh, two last questions. Our listeners love the first Mm -hmm. one is, um, what's an area in women's health and wellness that still needs innovating? I mean, I think it's an easier question to answer of like, what's not an area of women's <laughs> sexual health and wellness yeah. that still needs innovating. Like, I just feel like there's like, we as women have been ignored and like not listened to and not taken seriously for so long, especially in health, yeah. especially in like wellness. And um, yeah, I, I just think like to your listeners, like if you see a need, like you're right. Like <laughs> if you see so- a need, you're right. I love yeah. that. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Uh, And then what do you think the femtech industry as a whole needs the most right now in order to be successful? Yeah, I think funding. Mm -hmm. I think funding. um, I think, I kind of think mentorship, but I think that for me, that's been easier to find than the funding. Um, I think the market is there. I think it's proven that the market is there. Yep. Um, I don't, I don't think that's the issue at all. I think it's just like, you know, guess what? Like things are a lot easier with money. Surprise, yeah. surprise. Um, and I think, yeah, like, you know, you know, like 3% of venture capital goes to women founders, mm-hmm. all of that. And um, you're referring to venture capital money, right? Because you had your Indiegogo campaign and that was like from the public and you got yeah. more than what you asked for. Exactly. Like the public wants it. Like they're, they're here, they're ready for it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Let's get it. Let's get the money. I'm totally down. I'm trying to activate it. I'm like, here's the numbers. Do you want to be rich? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's so cool that there are people like you and like there are, I do, I do see it getting easier. Mm -hmm. I do see the shift happening and it can be really frustrating when we see like, Instagram changing its terms and conditions to not let us even talk about sex. Um, We don't need to open that can of worms, but I just (laughs) wanted to give you kudos for an appreciation and love and support for everything you're doing for the femtech community. Thank you so much. I know one thing that, you know, for the question of what does the femtech industry need to be successful? I think uh, policies for media in terms of what and how we can talk about women's bodies. We are actually uh, launching a series of AMAs, Ask Me Anythings with experts. And we really want to do several on digital marketing and PR 
for femtech um and we don't want just like panels like i'm so tired of just watching people's heads i want like experts to come on and say like here's the issues you're going to encounter if you want to start a company like this and like here are the shortcuts and also here's my proposal for how we change it like if anyone's down let's meet up you know like and try to do it so um definitely we'll bring you into that conversation will be listening. I will be the first one joining that conversation. <laughs> I'm here for it. That's awesome. Well, Lily, it's been so much fun. And uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, it's Friday. We're recording this yeah. on a Friday. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna feel myself up in a little uh, while. And I'll be thinking about you. I just thought about I just, you know, oh, had a conversation so with much. this lady. You feel like <laughs> providing this media I feel good about. So I'm all for there, it. There's nothing that flatters me more than people masturbating thinking to me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, though, for for real, like for real, though. (laughs) Bye, Lily. Bye, have a good one. Thank you for listening to my interview with Lily Sparks, the founder and CEO of Afterglow. Were y'all surprised by how common it is for women to watch porn or the women's spending power on adult content? I knew I watched porn, but admittedly, I thought I was one of the rare women that did. I'm so grateful for Lily pioneering high-quality studio-recorded porn with professionals that actually highlight women's pleasure. I believe this will seriously help women feel more comfortable with their sexuality and have a positive impact in the world in general. If you're interested in checking out Afterglow yourself, Lily was kind enough to offer our listeners a promo code for two free months of membership. Go to xoafterglow.com and use promo code FEMTECH and start feeling good about your pleasure. If you'd like to meet Lily, then please join our podcast listening party on February 22nd, where Lily will be answering your questions live as we listen to her interview. We actually listen to all sex tech episodes during the month of February. So February 1st, this coming Monday, our listening party is with our interview on Cindy Gallup from Make Love Not Porn. You can register for these events and many others on our website, femtechfocus.org. While there, you can join our virtual community, which had 120 new members join just this past weekend alone. So if you're in femtech, you need to join the community. You'll also be able to take advantage of our new services like fundraise consulting and access to a library of recorded entrepreneurship lessons. We've also recently created a clubhouse room. So if you're on clubhouse, you know what I'm talking about, then you definitely need to give us a follow and join our clubhouse there, Femtech Focus. Last but not least, please show us some love and set up a recurring donation on our website. Femtech Focus is a nonprofit and depends on your contributions to operate. Thank you. And until next time, keep innovating because improving women's health and wellness improves everyone's health and wellness.